welcome everyone to a little mini episode of Best of Five, your weekly fighting game talk show. My name is Steve Jurek, aka Ace King Offsuit, aka the main squeeze for some reason. I, I, I still don't know how I got that name, but it is what it is. Uh, so obviously the past couple weeks we've seen some big events, uh, offline events get announced, have registration open, and registration has gone through the roof. CEO is one of them in the traditional fighting game hemisphere, but the Smash side, we've seen some of that as well with an event called Riptide, and we've got someone to talk to us about Riptide. Joining us today is Josh Marcotte. Thank you for joining us, Josh. Of course. Thank you for having me. By the way, how many, how long is the you're, obviously, your Twitter name is Josh. How how long is that A in Josh? It's one of these. It came from my mother screaming my name up the stairs when I had to go somewhere. So it was like a Josh. Like it's one of those. So it's kind of a, a slight variable length. Maybe uh, I'd give it three beats. That's why it's three A's. Josh. So so you got the long name. Did you ever get the middle name? Oh, of course. Yes, 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 yes. And 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 that was always the. Uh, it was funny because it was simultaneously, everyone says I was in trouble when I got the middle name, but also sometimes it was the like, we want to talk to you about something you did that was really great. And so it was like, the formality meant one of the extremes. It wasn't always just like, I'm in heavy, like, heavy trouble. It's, I'm, I might be getting recognition for something as well. So, so, so you knew it was something big. It just wasn't necessarily something bad. My mother was prepping me for mix-ups long before I played any <laughs> games, you know? <laughs> Get them started early. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us, Josh. Um, for those of our fans who don't really know much of your history in the Smash community, take us from the beginning, where you came in, uh, how you got to the point of being involved in a tournament like Riptide. Sure. Uh, so unlike most of the Smash community, uh, I was 10 years old when Smash 64 came out. Uh, I am 32 years old, um, which is ancient in that community, uh, it turns out. Um, but I... You do realize you're talking to a man who's 37, right? I'm amongst friends, I'm fully aware, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't really get involved in competitive Smash until college when Brawl came out uh, for the Wii. Uh, and I did a couple tournaments at Brawl in Brawl's era. I ran a couple things... Uh, and I think I was at the time getting through my undergrad, sort of figuring out what my life looked like. And the Brawl community was uh, a bit rougher. 2008, 2009, 2010 were very different years uh, for the attitude towards, you know, folks of varying lifestyles. Uh, and as a queer person myself, it wasn't the most welcoming environment. So I sort of focused on my studies and, uh, you know, put Brawl to the side. Um, and I ended up going to grad school in Minnesota. Um, the University of Minnesota Twin Cities. And while I was doing my doctorate there, Smash Wii U came out and the, the Smash Club at the University of Minnesota was running a monthly. I said to myself, you know, they seem a little disorganized. They seem like they, they have a good idea of what they want to do, but um, everything from like Excel spreadsheets to bracketology was all kind of messy. Uh, and so I, I, I messaged in and said, hey, can I help you run one of these things? I have a background in event management. Um, I did residential life all throughout college, so I had a sort of backlog of all this knowledge and awareness of things like, you know, how to uh, set up an event for success. Um, and I started TOing in Minnesota for Smash Wii U. 
uh, and over the first couple of years started getting recognition for uh, what I was doing in the community that I was building. I was eventually hired uh, at other major tournaments. Um, and then uh, all throughout the years, it was just sort of, I was never, I never like championed myself as someone who was like good at this, but I did like want to make sure that every event that I interacted with benefited from my experience being there. Um, and so it was just through uh, dozens of events and helping out and, and working with thousands of players that at some point, um, I started working with my fellow tournament organizers at Riptide. We all worked for an event previously um, that we all left last year. And when we left that large event, we said to ourselves, we really, uh, we still want to work together. We had such a fun team. Uh, and so we, we ended up creating what was going to be Riptide 2020. Um, but of course, wasn't Riptide 2020, instead became Riptide 2021. So coming from that event, and obviously you set up Riptide 2020. Can you talk us through, because um, when was that event supposed to take place on the calendar? It was supposed to be in September of 2020. Okay. So we had about one year ago from Riptide 2021. So can you go back to about a year ago, a little over a year ago, when we were in February, March, just as the reality of what things would be was starting to set in. When were those calls made to start canceling uh, events? When, when, when did you decide that this was not going to go forward in September 2020? Well, we, we had just announced, uh, so I guess I'll start. Um, we originally announced Riptide itself in January uh, and did a whole lot of promotion in January, February, which is very early for the Smash community. Six, seven months is very, like, we usually have two or three or four months of announcement to sort of couch something, but we really went in and announced very early. And of course, uh, right after things started closing, I was at CEO Dreamland, which was the last sort of major Smash event that happened before uh, lockdown started across the United States. Um, we sort of sat back and were looking at the situation as it developed. Uh, I think all of us involved in Riptide had a very strong inkling that uh, it wasn't going to happen. But there was this very scary moment in the summer of 2020 when states started flirting with the idea of opening up again. Um, cases had just started to um, plateau because of stay-at-home orders. Uh, and I know for a little bit, we were a little nervous that Ohio, which is where Riptide is being held, uh, might reopen and thus the venue might require us to fulfill our contract. Um, but luckily, I mean, that was all speculation. There was nothing that really led us to be concerned there. Uh, and it was, I mean, we in April uh, pretty much said, we won't be running this uh, unless something drastically changes. And then it, again, it was, wasn't was until July, August that we just sort of said again, we have no plans on running Riptide this year. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in 2021. Uh, and we even we even said that with a little bit of hesitation because who knew? If you recall the middle of 2020, before vaccine rollout for anything, this could have lasted for years and years and years. And we never would have known just because it was hard to tell what the next few months looked like, never mind the next year. So speaking of, you know, not knowing the future, uh, obviously yeah. you made the call back then to not run in 2020. When did you start feeling confident that you could actually run your event in 2021? We started having earnest conversation about it in April. 
uh, I would say, uh, as we recognize that vaccination rates were going fairly well across the country. Um, there were rumblings of events starting up uh, on the local level in May and, and then earlier this month in June. Um, and we sort of made the call. We, we spoke with our venue. We said to them, hey, we want to run uh, again, this is back in April, but we want to be especially careful about it. We have all of these sort of policies that they had in place um, during uh, the sort of uh, height of 2020 or as I said, I guess towards the latter half of 2020 when they still had events there, but they were very spaced out. They were very sanitary. They were very, uh, they were governed by these really strict policies. We said, we want to run the event in 2021. We still want to follow most of those policies. Uh, and they've been wonderfully helpful um, throughout the entire process of helping us take their, their floor plans and really realize what size event we could run while still maintaining like things like uh, a variant of social distancing. We're not doing six feet per person, but you know, four, three or four feet uh, per person. Um, things like how we could lay out a venue uh, with setups uh, and staging and still be uh, very cautious and safe with regard to health policies. How many people were you initially expecting to have when you made, first made the decision uh, to run Riptide this year? When we launched registration, we, uh, we had a cap of 1,000 with regard to the space we had. And uh, there, are, there are sort of four of us that are the principal organizers. Three of them, the other three, not me, said, oh, there's no way we hit that. People are still going to be very cautious. There gonna be a lot, there's going to be a lot of anxiety. And I knew from having seen uh, events, you know, one event in particular in Florida, InfinityCon run Smash, and it, and it having hundreds of folks uh, go. And that was in the beginning of June. I said to myself, there's no way that um, we don't sell out immediately. And indeed, we, empty, we empty, uh, opened registration. Um, and we had 1,028 uh, entrants within the first hour, uh, and thus had to close because we have everything had capped, uh, the events themselves capped very quickly. Um, and we recognized right then and there that, uh, the demand for events was high, especially a demand for events that were obviously trying to take care of the attendees and make sure everyone was, was kept safe. Uh, so we started having conversations with the venue about, is there anything else we can do? Can we somehow get more space? Uh, and that turned into a two weeks process of trying to bring that magic of a, of a smash tournament back, a major smash tournament back to our attendees, uh, while also constantly being worried about how we would lay out a space and how we would make sure there's no crowding or there's no, um, places that might cause any sort of anxiety for folks who are still reentering the, the world as we know it. So you talked about having a thousand people register within an hour. That was the first wave, right? Because there was, was the a, there was a second registration period. And now as of recording, you're on the third, correct? We are. Yeah. So we, We've been speaking to our venue uh, constantly throughout this process. And after the first uh, wave finished and we had that, that, that swelling of support and people saying, oh my gosh, I really want to go to this event. We spoke to the venue where we managed to secure, so the original space was around 30,000 square feet. Uh, we managed to secure additional space, additional rooms, areas of the venue to bring us to 70,000 square feet. We raised the cap at that point um, to allow in about another thousand folks. Those spots sold within minutes. Um, we launched registration two days later uh, for that second wave, that second sort of first uh, 
and largening of the, of the vending space. And those went in minutes. Ultimate, I think, uh, sold out 200 and 200 some odd spots in seven minutes, eight minutes. Uh, ridiculous amounts of support. Again, all the while, we're still sitting as the organizers saying to ourselves, okay, we can't go crazy with this because this has, obviously there's a demand here, but we do have to be nervous and, and, and apprehensive about doing anything more than this. And so we had the first expansion, 75,000 square feet. We said to ourselves, that's it. Like, we don't want to talk about it anymore with the venue. Uh, we have 2000 people in this space. We can do a good job with this space. Um, and then the venue came back and said, well, what if you just took the entire event wing, bringing us from 75,000 to around 100,000 square feet? 100,000 square feet is an alarming amount of space. It is cavernous. It's not counting the end zones larger than two football fields. Like it's, it's so much space. Um, so we spoke with the venue, really went through our floor plans and then, yeah, chose to take on the full event side of, uh, of the Kalahari, uh, in Sandusky, Ohio. And, uh, we are now, we, re uh, opened registration again yesterday, um, didn't raise the event caps too much, but did offer spectator passes, uh, which is something we hadn't really gotten to offer the first two waves because the spectator, the, uh, competitor passes sold out so quickly. Um, and so, yeah, we opened registration yesterday, events capped within a couple hours, uh, and we are looking at a uh, 25, 2600 person event now uh, in what can only be described as a cavernously large space. Uh, I'm sure in hindsight, in two or three years, when I look back on this event, I'll say, oh my gosh, we could have housed so many more, but I'm happy that we sort of put our foot down at all passes and said, we don't want to go past this point. Um, just because for at least the Smash community, we are the first large event back and we want to do right by them. Do you feel any sort of pressure being that first big event, uh, big offline event? I know we've had locals starting to come back, but you're going to be the first one. You're going to have a whole lot of eyes on you. Is there anything in particular that you and your team are nervous about? Or is there anything in particular you're not nervous about? <laughs> that might be the shorter answer. No, I think uh, the flippant answer is, of course, what do I have to worry about? We've done all this planning. But there, as anyone who's done event running knows, that's the very beginning. And the contingency plans and the what do we do in these cases plans start now. Uh, yeah, I would say all throughout the process of talking to the venue, I, we all expressed uh, sort of a, a trepidation about moving beyond our initial plans, um, welcoming so many people. Um, but there is this sense I have of, I'm happy it was the four of us deciding uh, and figuring out this process because I know, and it's not out of malice and it's not out of anything besides maybe just not being as cautious as we are that any other event um, had a chance of doing it wrong. And I'm happy at least that we have the capacity to be the first one back and to be overly cautious and to have all of these policies in place and to have all the space laid out um, to prevent crowding and to prevent gathering of people and and still, fingers crossed, give the, you know, uh, two and a half thousand Smash players the, the experience they're looking for uh, in their first event back. Um, I would say the biggest worry I have is just that we won't have thought of everything before the weekend. Uh, but that's true of every event that I've ever run is, you know, do I have contingencies for my contingencies? Um, the health side of it, is really straightforward. The guidelines are really easy to follow. We just have to play with AutoCAD and set up a room in a certain way. Um, 
but I, that part I'm not as worried about. I think the bit that will always nag at the back of my mind is, um, what will I not have thought of until it happens? As quickly as Riptide sold through its registration slots, um, there were several p players who, several big name players who missed the first time, missed the second time, just just couldn't get in because demand's too high. Is Did you ever have any thought about reserving a certain number of spots for those top players? No. Uh, we knew and we know now Riptide will fall outside of a lot of like ranking systems. Most ranking systems won't be considering it in, in their sort of structure. Um, just because any sort of ranking like that has to involve international players and international travel right now is so messy. We had folks sign up for Riptide from Canada who said, currently it's ambiguous if we'll, if we'll be able to go. We want to register all the same and we hope it's better in September. Um, but I can only imagine, we had a couple of folks register in from France and I, I did send a message to both of them saying, I, I want you to be fully aware of what you might be doing in the event, you know, your your local government requires you to quarantine at home like the like the Canadians have to uh, at your expense. And both of them understood it and accepted that. But no, we didn't, uh, because there's no rankings running and because this is um, literally the first one back, we saw it as a really great moment to celebrate the community for um, withstanding the last year and a half and to really to give everyone an opportunity to come together uh, and to hang out with friends and see each other after the tumultuous year and a half that we all experienced. So you've got this big event that you're looking forward to, but that's not the only thing on your, on your radar, because in addition to being part of the Riptide team, you're also part of Panda Global. What do you yeah. do for them? I have a couple of different hats in Panda Global. I run their, I help run their uh, YouTube content right now. So I'm one of the creative forces behind the Panda Global main YouTube channel. Uh, and I'm also the player manager. So as events reopen, I'm working with players to help figure out uh, their travel plans, figure out sort of what they're doing with their streaming schedules and their content now that events are coming back um, and just generally helping them uh, navigate what is ultimately a very strange transitional time. Um, between doing everything online and then doing some things offline. There's one hat you forgot. Best of five technical support. <laughs> <laughs> we had, uh, OBS was not very kind to me today in setting up for this interview. Uh, Josh may or may not have given me some helpful suggestions. Uh, OBS is kind to nobody. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it because it could still. You know, it's running right now, and we love when it's running. Thank you, OBS. Of course, yes, a phenomenal uh, resource. You mentioned being in sort of a weird transitional time. Do you think that events will fundamentally change? You know, once we obviously we're in this weird period where we don't know exactly how things are going to go, but. If you do, you think that there are going to be changes that are being put in place now that are still going to be uh, in place a year or two from now, or do you think that events a year from now will largely look like events before uh, the pandemic? Sure, I think it's a it's a really valid question to sort of ask. What are the long term effects of this break that we've had? Uh, and obviously. 
uh, in the next year or so, I think we'll see an interesting combination of events that are um, holding themselves to rigorous health standards and ones that are trying to go back to the feeling of before. Um, I know there are concerns about things like wearing masks while playing fighting games. Um, those will likely be uh, massaged out over the next year or two as you know the rest of the country and the rest of the world uh, emerge from, from the pandemic slowly. Um, in terms of how events change, I, I would hesitate to say that Riptide demonstrates something fundamentally different uh, in, in that we are the first event back, as you've said a couple times. The demand is there in spades. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, an event happened in Tallahassee uh, two weekends ago, uh, InfinityCon, um, and that was very, very popular. Folks are very excited to watch it. Folks are excited to attend it. Um, and I think that in any other circumstance, it would have just been another convention tournament, but because it had followed such a such a dearth of, of events and things to watch offline in America, um, it was incredibly well received. Riptide had a sort of a, a, a double boon uh, in that regard. Obviously it's an enormous Smash tournament that has a, a staff from um, very successful sort of fields of the Smash rivals and Splatoon communities. But then we also were, were at a water park. We're at an indoor water park in Ohio. Uh, after the year and a half we've had, anyone would want to take a vacation. And I think that's part of, partially why um, there was so much fervor for it. Uh, the Smash community is, uh, has had regular events at water park venues and having another one to come back to right away uh, definitely helped Riptide's appeal. In terms of long term, I don't think it necessarily demonstrates that uh, the community will be larger. Uh, I think that there's a currently a very strong demand for events and we'll see that last for a, probably a few months. Um, but even before the pandemic, we, uh, more so, I think than any other fighting game community struggled with having constant huge events because there's no central organizing body, um, to sort of mitigate sort of what events people should go to. Um, we had, you know, thousand plus events, uh, cross game every weekend. You could, you could fly around the country, you know, 30 weekends out of the year and go to different smash events that are all very large and important in terms of people that are there. Uh, so I think that we'll probably end up returning to that sort of status, uh, unfortunately, um, for our professional players that get tired of traveling somewhat quickly. Um, if I had to like make a strong guess, probably in the early portion of next year, um, April, May, once next summer starts, we'll probably see a whole um, regrowth of all of the, that sort of structure again. Um, but no, I don't, I don't necessarily think anything changes about events because of the pandemic proper. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see more people wearing masks. I wouldn't be surprised to see more people opting for elbow bumps instead of fist bumps, or really just opting for like a good game uh, instead of any physical contact whatsoever. Um, I guess I, 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 I don't know. I, we took so much pain in developing Riptide to be cautious about space. I can fully see plenty of other organizers not having that luxury and not having the, the privilege of, of sort of having all the space to work with and having to go back to, you know, the special of jamming 500 people into uh, a ballroom. So obviously Riptide is not going to be, you do have that luxury. You do have, have oh yes the 100,000 square feet, which is yes ridiculous to say. Yes. You know, you, you come in and you go from my first event was in inside a video game store. Um, 
games and go. In the Rosedale Mall. Yes, yeah. the Rosedale Mall. That, 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 you know, I love that place. Of it, course. Taj Mahal, it ain't. <laughs> no. Taj Mahal's storage closet, it ain't. Oh, man. So going from that to, to what you have accomplished now is just impressive. If people want to follow Riptide, where can they do that? How can they do that? You can do it on Twitter, twitter.com slash Riptide SSB. Um, you can follow the Smashy G page directly. Uh, not that anything will change too much in the next three months since we uh, capped and we're just selling spectator passes now, but that's smash.gg slash Riptide. Uh, once the weekend of the event swings by, September 10th, 11th, 12th, you can find it on Twitch. Uh, it'll be, I'm positive, uh, the largest, the highest uh, watched broadcast for the different games that we're running. Um, and so any any sort of uh, way of finding Smash Rivals or Splatoon content, you'll see Riptide uh, in September. Other than that, it's, uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your day. I know you're about to stream, so uh, I will let <laughs> no you to that. Uh, thank you for joining me, Josh, and thank you for joining us for this special interview uh, for Best of Five for all of us here. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week, wonderful day, wonderful month, and as always, good night, Canada. Once the weekend of the event. Oh, oh, no, just go ahead. Just.